Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. Cause 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello, good evening, salutations, bonjour. Welcome to another exciting episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And today we will be covering more songs on the Billboard Hot 100. So uh, without further ado, let's crack into these. Josh, what do we got here today? We got Budweiser. The classic. The king of beer. The king. Have we already asked, like, what the queen of beer would be? We discussed it, and, yeah, we didn't decide. It's too bad. Maybe someday. Beer? I, yeah. I guess beer's not really a gendered thing, right? We started talking about gender and, like, other <laughs> stuff. Okay. It kind of is. I mean, the way that they sell beer is... It's kind of like a manly thing, right? G- gender is ca- is heavily in mar- in their marketing s- schemes, right? You know, <laughs> their dastardly schemes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I know that like in Spanish, like certain nouns have like have um like gendered attributes. Yeah. So I wonder if beer is like male or female. I guess it's kind of phallic, so it makes sense if it was male. It's non-binary. It's just beer. I mean, I hope so. Anyway, let's crack this open. I mean, that was a very satisfying open. This is weird. I'm, like, very much excited and attracted to the smell of this. Yeah, same. Let's, um, cheers. I think it's because it reminds me of, like, being 17 and going to my first parties. Aw. Did you drink a lot of Bud at those parties? I remember a couple memories where... I have a couple memories where, like, Bud was definitely the featured beer. Oh, okay. And, um, these are party parties that I went to because my sister, who's, like, two years older and very sociable... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that she is. Would, and ...would, tag me, like, bring me along to. Mm-hmm. And I just remember how exciting it was to be around a lot of people and be at parties for the first time and drink and really like drinking and like you know some of our friends were kind of cute and like some of them were really nice to me so you know not that I necessarily condone underage drinking but I had a very good time of it. <laughs> well, you had you yeah. you had like supervision though, essentially, because your sister was there. Yeah. Or was she also underage? She was yeah, also underage. <laughs> okay, well then. I was like I was like sixteen, seventeen when we started, and so she was like eighteen, nineteen. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know what's funny is I didn't actually, I didn't actually drink until I. So I did underage drink. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Um, <clears throat> but the time that I did it was actually at a New Year's party where they took all of our keys. And it was, like, at the parents' house. And, like, the parents were there. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, they had gone to bed and we were, like, in the basement. Because uh, basement parties are all the rage in Oregon. I don't know if you're aware. Um, but, yeah, that was the first time I drank. And I was, like, 20. So I was, like, pretty fucking... Or, no, no, I think I was, like, eight, like 19, maybe. Um... But that was the first time I'd ever drank. Hmm. So, that was also a fun time, though. Lots of friends. It was New Year's, so everyone was really excited. Lots of young 
attractive people there, so right. it's a good environment. Um, I distinctly remember having a Bud Light can in my hand. Oh, yeah. And at one party and being, like, kind of drunk, and the cops showing up. Oh, shit. And, like, my sister, who's, like, really just quick and street smart, like, as soon as, like, the cops maybe coming or coming got wind, she, like, immediately found me and, like, took the can out of my hand and set it down and was like, hey, we're going. Nice. And so we left. If We left, like, before they really actually showed up or started talking to the... the people mm-hmm. shutting it down but yeah. um yeah so that happened damn yeah you know when i was in college actually i had a really good radar for like when cops would show up to parties um there were two or three times where i was at like a house party in college and my friends and i would all be there and i'd suddenly like get this vibe of like i think it was a vibe of like how high of a level the party was yeah. I think that would help. And when it reached a certain point, I'd be like, oh, okay, I think it's time to go. <laughs> and, like, we'd all dip. Nothing more good will happen. <laughs> yeah, but, like, a couple of the times where I was like, I think it's time to go, I, we'd go out and cops would be, like, out, like, parked with their lights on, mm. and we would just, like, casually walk past them and, like, down the street. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like there is kind of, like, a sixth sense for knowing when, like, <clears throat> when parties are going to get too out of control. Yeah. Although, since I've been out of college, I haven't had that feeling in a, wa- in a long time. Speaking of Sixth Sense, uh-huh. I was talking to my friend Gabe, who was on the podcast. Yeah, shout out to Gabe. And, he, um, that was a hilarious episode. That was so good. And um, I asked him, like, do you think that dreams could potentially... Do you think people could be connected in, like, a certain way that we don't have science to measure yet like people could be connected in a certain way that is somehow makes use of dreams so like if you dream of someone Mm. like you like okay well i'll just give you a specific example because i'm it's hard for me to come up with a fake thing um no so like i had this dream where gabe was um, that Gabe was in my dream and um, he was talking to me and he was like really down and he was like basically having troubles with this girl that he was living with and um, in the dream I was like man like you just you're gonna like it's not gonna work out and you're gonna just come back and move to LA that's like that's what's best for you and I want, I want what's best for you so I had this dream and like I hadn't talked to him in months Mm-hmm. And so I had this dream, and in the middle of that same night, he had texted me, basically being like, "Hey man, if you ever want to talk, like call me, or like if you, if you can come visit, like I could really use a friend to like come hang out." Oh word! Because he was down, because he, he he was having troubles with this girl, and he ended up like it ended up not working out, and he ended up moving to L.A. Oh shit! So like that that kind of thing kind of makes me think like, damn, like are we connected? with people in a certain way that's beyond you know what I mean yeah just the everyday physical whatever honestly dude I think so I feel like you know when you spend enough time or if you're close enough with somebody like I think you are connected on like a another level like that kind of transcends like the physical almost um 
Yeah, I mean, I just believe that to be true. <laughs> um, there's times that I've had, not like dreams. There's there's been times where I've dreamed of people, and I'll be like, man, I haven't talked to that person in a while. And then I'll call them, and I'll be like, hey, how's it going? And they'll be like, oh, good, I was just, like, thinking about you. Hmm. Like, there'll be some things like that. Um, that's kind of, like, less extreme, though, because it's not as, like, provable. Like, your story is pretty, like, yeah, that's, like, a pretty it seems so connection. Odd. It seems oddly so coincidental. Yeah. And, like, it hasn't happened often in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of another occasion. Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, I have dre- I have had dreams of, like, people that have passed away. Yeah. But that doesn't, like, there's nothing, like, holy, you know, there's nothing really amazing about that. Yeah. Unless, unless you are the type to th- believe, like, maybe there is some sort of, you know, ex- like, greater existence to us that can communicate after we pass away. Right. I mean, what I will say is, like, I know that me and my sister are, like, super connected, like, on a pretty crazy level. Like, we would, when we were kids, we would both have bad dreams at the same time, and we would, like, both get, like, weird feelings, like, at similar times as well. Hmm. Um, And even now, like, sometimes I'll call her and I'll be like, hey, how's it going? And she'll be like oh, it's been kind of, like, hard or shitty, and I'll be like, yeah, I, like, felt, like, a weird vibe and was, like, wondering Hmm. what was going on. So, I think that she's the one I feel, like, really connected to on that level, like, for sure. Like, we'll call each other and be like, hey, how's it going? And I'll be like, and one of us will be like, oh, I'm glad you called, because blah, blah, blah. Um, And she lives in D.C. now, so it's, like, pretty far. But... um, yeah, for sure, like, her I feel pretty connected to. Um, yeah. I think it's totally possible. Yeah. I think so. Damn. So, yeah, I just started thinking, like, hearing you talk, I was like, fuck, I need to, like, text my sister more. Mm. I need to te- make an effort to, like, because I do enjoy talking to her. Just, like, text, <laughs> text her more and, like, call Your, her more. Your sister is a very enjoyable person. <laughs> Yeah, she's like she's awesome, and like we're really close. And like whenever, whenever we're like together, it's like great. But Mm -hmm. then when we're apart, like sometimes we just like you know miss a text or Mm -hmm. there's and there's no good reason not to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. You know it happens sometimes. Like you'll both be busy and you'll miss a text. Like she's going to college right now, so that makes sense. But. Um, well, anyway, should we get into this, into this episode right here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Ooh, yeah. So, um, let's see what the charts are looking like. Um, number one is still in my name, aka the Drake song. It's probably gonna be one of those, one of those songs that stays there forever. Okay. Just like Ed Sheeran before him. Uh, number two is Girls Like You, which is the Maroon 5 song. Number three is I Like It, which is the Cardi B song. Number four is now Fefe. And number five is Better Now, a.k.a. Post Malone. So those are all pretty much stayed there. Um, as far as number seven, teen, uh, that's God is a Woman, which we actually reviewed. Awesome. We reviewed that a couple, couple of weeks ago actually um so that brings us to number six which oh boy it's a new eminem song dude 
Oh, cool. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's called Lucky You. It's Eminem featuring Joyner Lewis. Joyner Lucas. That's his name. Uh, yeah. Eminem's got a new album out, actually. I heard a couple of tracks. Yeah. Let's, uh, see how this one fares, shall we? What the fuck happened to hip-hop? I said I don't have any answers Cause I took a nail when I dropped my last album It hurt me like hell But I'm back on these rappers And actually coming from humble beginnings I'm somewhat uncomfortable winning I wish I could say what a wonderful feeling We're on the upswing like we're punching the ceiling But nothing is feeling like anyone has any fucking ability To even stick to a subject is killing me The inability to pin humility Why don't we make a bunch of fucking songs about nothing and mumble the- Uh, so, so damn, son Um, let's talk about that It's a lot of lyrics in there it was cool. I was I was feeling it, honestly. I liked Eminem's verse more than Joyner's. I did too. It felt like it had a lot more like personal meaning. Like I believe his anger. Yeah. And his like, well, it's not just anger, but I, I there was a more clear like message, and the emotion was more believable to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I I have a couple of feelings in general. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think my thoughts when we first stopped the song so we could look at lyrics. I know that you were like at first. I thought it was like a Joyner Lucas song, and I totally agree because like. I had never heard Eminem rap over this kind of a beat before, and so I was very interested to see, like, what would happen. Um, <clears throat> but honestly, like, he sounded pretty natural and pretty, like, pretty mm-hmm. chill on it. It didn't sound like he was having any problems rapping over that beat at all. Um, I thought a couple of the lines that... I mean, you know, Jordan Lucas, I think his flow was fine. I think he had a fine amount of anger, but really, I'm just going to talk about Eminem. For the most yeah, part, of this is like, the, yeah. Sorry, I'm like cutting you off, but yeah, yeah. that's my critique of the song. Is like, Joyner Lucas was completely irrelevant to the song. There's mm-hmm. there's no reason to have him on it, like unless his verse was going to be more related and add something to what Eminem was trying to say, but he right. kind of wasn't. Like the hook, which he did, was cool and it like worked, but his verse was like just shouldn't have been there. It should have just been Eminem on both verses. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I don't think in this case it was a necessarily a detriment to the song, but I feel like the whole time Jordan Lucas was rapping, I was just like, okay, let's just get to the Eminem. Like, let's just, like, I, like this is cool and all, but, like, I'm here to I'm here to listen to Eminem rap. You know? Um, I guess I was just a little impatient, maybe, but yeah, no. but like you say, I think it just wasn't relevant in the context of what Eminem was talking about. Like, it would have been fine. It's not him, like, because I like Jordan Lucas. It's just, yeah. like, it just, his verse didn't work with the song. It just didn't. Yeah. And, like, yeah, but I do like Jordan. Well, I really, really like his song, I'm Not Racist. I think that's a great, great song. <laughs> I personally like that song a lot. Oh, man. That's a that's a whole nother that's yeah. a whole nother song review right there. Actually, yeah. I have way too many. I feel like that could be like a whole a whole side conversation, which maybe we'll talk about. But maybe later. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about it, but just I would like to throw out. I think it's a, a great song, and people should listen to it. Sure. Yeah. Check it out. Um. Anyway, Eminem's song was chill. 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's angry. He's angry because these new guys coming up, they got no respect for the history. Yeah. And they're just making money mumbling about being drugged out. I kind of, I kind of liked, I don't know, I kind of liked the, the, the old man Eminem anger. It kind of reminded me of like old man Logan, where he's like, he can still kick ass, even though everyone's like calling him an old man. He's like, fuck you, I'm Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he's being like, fuck you, I'm Eminem. Like, his flows are, of course, ridiculous, as I would have expected them to be. Um, I think that, you know, he took a, a, a pretty simple trap beat and he just, like, expanded his flow on it, which was kind of cool to see. Um, there was a slight... There was a slight shot at Drake in the song as well, which I don't know if you caught that. Which one? There was the one about um, being like, I don't really care if you ghost wrote your sh- Like, oh, if yeah. someone else ghost wrote for you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which, like, was pretty funny, because I know that the way that he said it, that line, like, I know that Drake is really sensitive about it, but Eminem said it in a way where he's like, dude, I don't really, like, care if you ghost it. Like, I'm still better, so whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, <laughs> I like seeing... This is... I don't know if this is me being a dick, but I like seeing Eminem pissed off again, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, he's good at it. That's his, his uh, you know, forte. Yeah, there were so many people that were like complaining, like, "Oh man, Eminem is like taking shots at all these people." But I'm like, dude, have you heard Eminem's music? Like, that's all he did. Like, that was his thing. Like, honestly, I loved all the shots he took, and mm-hmm. I kind of wanted him to name names. Mm-hmm. That was that was gonna be a critique or reason or um, thing I didn't quite like as much as I could have yeah but he wanted to do it in a more subtle way which is cool but yeah it would have been I would have really liked him just like specifically naming people and like going at them hard yeah but it was cool have you heard about any of the Eminem beef with like specific people recently no oh man let me just crack into that real quick so basically uh this guy this rapper named Machine Gun Kelly uh, back in, oh Jesus, back in 2012, I think, made a made a pretty a pretty off color subject, uh, made an off color comment about Eminem's daughter. <laughs> now, for those who know Eminem, who know anything about Eminem, the dude is very protective of his daughter, like very protective of his daughter like he says it in songs he mentions her all the time like fucking he's all about his daughter so Machine Gun Kelly commented that he would that like you know he would quote unquote smash Eminem's daughter like and she was like you know 16 at the time whoa so (laughs) um so basically Machine Gun Kelly... So, basically, like, Eminem dropped this album, Kamikaze. It took some shots at Machine Gun Kelly, among other people. And Machine Gun Kelly responded back with a diss track. Basically being like, oh, you're old. Like, you're irrelevant. Like, I'm... Like, all all your fans know who I am now because of your diss. And basically just being a little punk bitch about it. Mm. Um, 
So, there's rumors now that Eminem is going back into the studio to do a follow-up diss to specifically to Machine Gun Kelly. Um, so we will see how that goes. But uh, suffice to say, kind of on M's side for that one, because why would you why would you say anything about Eminem's daughter and expect to get out of it alive or unscathed? Yeah, I feel like that's just a bad bad move to go in. Yeah. It's a bad play, dude. I'm not gonna look up anything about that guy. <laughs> Good, don't. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't. Although, to be fair, someone pointed out to me the other day, which is really, really funny, and makes this whole situation even more laughable, Eminem's lowest-selling record that he ever made sold 200, like 260,000 copies, right? Like, nationwide. That was his worst-selling album. Machine Gun Kelly's best-selling album sold, like, 56,000. Mm-hmm. So, anytime Machine Gun Kelly's like, yeah, you're irrelevant, I'm so much better, like, it's not true. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Like, I mean, who even knows who Machine Gun Kelly is anyway before this happened? Other than people who watch Hot Ones. I mean, he's he's just, yeah, he's trying to get attention. Yeah. Um, and he got it from us, so fuck him. So fuck that. <laughs> anyway, that's all the attention I'm going to give him. Um, that being said, you want to move on to the next track? Yeah. I feel like we reviewed two tracks in one on that one. We did. Damn. You know why? It's because you want to give the people... Double the pleasure. <laughs> double, double the fun. Um, and by double the pleasure, I mean double the existential discussions. Okay. I'm just going to spoil the surprise here for you. The next song is also an Eminem song. Okay, cool. Get hype. It's called The Ringer, which I'm assuming is also off this new album. So let's, let's peep this here. bang, chicken wang, Low punk, low imitate little Wayne. I should aim at everybody in the game. Pick a name. I'm fed up with being humble, and rumor is I'm hungry. I'm sure you heard rumblings. I heard you want to rumble like an empty stomach. I heard you mumbling, but it's jumbled and mumble jumbo. The era that I'm from, I'm palming you. That's what it's coming to. What the fuck you gonna do when you run into it? I'm gonna crumble you, and I'll take a number two and dump on you if you ain't joiner. If you ain't Kendrick or Cole, it's on in your recorder. Well, I like how we were just talking about how we wish that M would call people out by name. And here we go. It's a fucking whole list of names. Um, I actually think I liked this track more than the previous one. Yeah, I did for sure. Um, it seemed a lot more focused, a lot more biting, a lot more like cynical and satirical. Um, God, I'm just so happy to hear an Eminem track where he sounds like fired up and ready to fucking take names again, dude. So down. Although, I will say it's interesting that on this track, he's like, y'all got mad at me for doing Revival, y'all could suck it, but then on the last song, he admitted to taking a loss off that album. So, I think that's kind of interesting. I like that that he briefly discussed the his feelings about drawing the line in the sand with his diss against Trump. Yeah. Which I thought, I was like, that's good. Yeah. Anytime, any, anytime someone with like a lot of power and influence is like, no, Trump sucks, I'm like, yes, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, what was that line about like, 
Now, like, am I linked to terrorists? No, just with ink and lyricists. Lyricists. Yeah. That's fucking great, dude. Um, there were so many witty one-liners in this song, I couldn't even keep track of them all. Um... I, I, dude, I also love when he fucking did the Gucci Gang, like, rhythm mm. as, like, a diss towards them. <laughs> like, right. shit was juicy like a steak. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like for all these tracks, we, well, by all, I mean for the two tracks we've done so far, we've talked about the lyrics over the beats. Which, like, I, you know, for those watching at home, the beats are are only made better by these lines, so I don't really have too much to say about the production on these songs. Yeah, I mean, the first one I felt was, like, mediocre. Yeah. And it wasn't about that, it's mostly about the lyrics, so it's yeah. okay with me. Yeah. This one, I like this one a little more, but still it's more about the rap. And the vocalist, sure. so it's, yeah, it's like whatever. I think the thing that that honestly sold me on this song was him doing the ad libs at the beginning, but them getting increasingly like more goofy and like more like kind of like self aggrand or self degradating as the song went on. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. Um, oh man, what was it? Um, <laughs> There was one moment where he he said E V I L and then the the ad lib was like I spelled evil out for you. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like some funny shit. Like I was really into that. I always love like deconstructions of that, and so to hear it from Eminem is just all the better, in my opinion. Um yeah. Not much more to say on this other than I definitely liked it more than the first one. Sorry, Josh. I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, what I don't think so. What do you think? I have nothing more to add. Okay. Um, there. Um, the one thing I will add is on the like, what it is like to be raised in the ghetto and like that version of black life versus like the racist white thing. Mm. Is I read this book called Rabbit by Miss Pat. Okay. It's like this autobiography. She was raised in like a very difficult scenario in Chicago. Uh, and it's fucking hilarious. It's like the yeah. funniest. She's like a comedian and she's like oh, that's she's awesome. so funny, but it, it gives you like so much insight into what it's what it was like to grow up black in the in like Chicago ghetto in the 80s like like 80s and yeah if you want to learn more about you know that struggle and that culture and laugh and cry then read the book Rabbit by Miss Pat what where did she where did you say she grew up Chicago yeah Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Chicago but she's so funny and like she had such a difficult life but she was like had this just really bright optimistic and humorous spirit and like yeah it's awesome yeah I'll definitely look that up I need a book to read anyway um well on to third song of the night let's see um so that was the ringer oh wouldn't you know it three for three M&M tonight Oh no! Oh yes! Is it gonna be one of those? Uh, no, it's not actually. This is the last Eminem song of the night. 
I'm just gonna spoiler alert that for you right now. Uh, this last one's called Fall. Okay. Which I feel like I might have heard briefly before, but let's listen to it, see what happens. Gotta concentrate against the clock I race. Got no time to waste, I'm already late. I caught a marathoner's pace. Went from medic to a workaholic, word to Dr. Dre and that first marijuana tape. Yes, I got a chronic case. And I ain't just blowing smoke, less it's in your mama's face. I know this time Paul and Dre, So, Josh comes back from Pig, it was like, what was the song called? And I was like, oh, it's called Fall, and he's like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then proceeds to look up lyrics. Also, as soon as the song was done, I was like, that was cool, I guess. <laughs> that was cool, I guess. <laughs> I mean, look, three songs in a row of Eminem completely trashing people. You know, I love Eminem. I do, but we only can handle so much trashing before it starts to, you know, kind of sink in. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like this was also also Eminem trashing everybody. So this song is actually notable for a couple different reasons. Uh, firstly, it's notable because of who Eminem lists by name in this song. Um, first off, he mentions Tyler the Creator, hmm. and <laughs> although so here's the controversy: Eminem is not shy about using the F word. Um, that word being referred to someone that is gay. Um, he drops it one time, in this case, towards Tyler, the creator, who, on his last album, basically super heavily implied that he was bi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, dropping that <laughs> towards Tyler, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of a fucked up thing to do. Um, especially in the way that he does it is kind of weird. And kind of I mean it's it's meant to like you know trash him because he's like oh yeah like clearly you're on D12's nuts cause you like suck a dick but still kind of a fucked up thing to I don't know it's weird it's weird I feel I feel weird um the other thing is that Eminem called out a certain Joe Button who uh has a podcast is a retired rapper and um I know you didn't want me to talk about it, but I figured I'd talk about it for the people at home. Uh, Basically, Joe Budden was like, Eminem, if you pull some shit, if you make another song mentioning me, I will come out of retirement to do a diss track towards you, is what he said. Mm. And he's like, I've been better than you for the last decade. He's like throwing all this stuff around. So... If we do end up reviewing a new Joe Budden track, that's why. Okay. Essentially. Um, Other than those two grievances, well, the first one's a grievance, the second one, not really. But um, outside of that, um, more biting critique from Eminem. It's feeling... How do you feel about Tyler in general? How do you feel about Tyler? I think he's certainly improved. Um, I think in the day he was kind of a shock like a shock rapper um he drops the f-word a lot as well he does which is like honestly he's he's like more offensive to me than eminem yeah i would i would actually agree with you on that um his newest i think sorry to cut you off but like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think i think that's why i'm less bothered by eminem using the f-word towards him because it's like he's already kind of opened the floodgate yeah and he uses it so much Right. That it's like, I don't know. 
I don't I don't feel I don't feel as bad of the F word being dropped on Tyler than I would like another person. The other thing too, which I know is not really an excuse, but like Eminem is not shy about dropping that word in general. So it's not that it's not it's not that it's not offensive, but but hearing him drop it, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's pretty much part of the course. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised. And I mean, yeah, Tyler, Tyler the Creator says that word a lot. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm, I'm not like saying I'm necessarily cool with Eminem using it for sure, but it is an interesting thing that you bring up though, as far as like, yeah. well, because like like because Tyler has has made it. Like fairly clear that he definitely is into dudes in one way or another. Like, does that make him more able to use the word? Does it make him less able? Does it make people using the word against him more or less legit? Wait, hold on. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Wow, is that the first time I've ever sneezed on the podcast? I think yeah. I don't think I, not, neither of us have ever sneezed on the podcast. My God, what's the world coming to? <laughs> um, mm. I think this means I might actually be getting a little, little, little buzzy off of this shit. And it's dark, so I can't even see how much I have left. That is dangerous. You're oh, almost done. I'm almost yeah. I'm almost there. Um, Whatever. Um, yeah, you're pretty good. I don't know. Um, no, I just like it's funny because I keep thinking of shit that's not related to the song. <laughs> like now I'm just thinking about Tyler. <laughs> like I've seen interviews with Tyler and I've heard his music mm-hmm. and like I I haven't really sat down and thought I haven't really thunk really hard. You ain't thunk real hard about like why certain things about him bother me, but there are certain things about him that bother me. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I like that he's creative and like has spent a lot of time like creating stuff and like you know like that's all cool so to call him not a creator is like I I don't agree with that (laughs) you would say that his title is uh is apt I would say it's fairly apt like he's not like super knowledgeable about certain things about music but that doesn't mean he's any less of a creative person or that he doesn't create a lot because he does right um but, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think we should go into, I don't think I should try to go into this whole thing about Tyler and, like, what I really feel about him. Might be another conversation for another time, perhaps? Yeah. <clears throat> Someday, Tyler, my <laughs> That was my late-night Tom Waits impression, actually. One too many whiskeys and cigarettes. <laughs> In this case, way too much whiskey, zero cigarettes, so... Take Wait, have you ever smoked ever? I've smoked, like, a handful of times. Okay. The only... One it's of the, so hard to imagine you smoking. I know. I can't imagine it. One of the only times I did is because a friend of mine who had, like, lung issues was, like, a chronic smoker. And I was like, if you fucking try to smoke, I'll, I'll fucking take that shit out of your hands. And he did behind my back, so I took it out of his hands, and he's like, hey, man. And I was like, nah, fuck you, and I, like, took it, and he was like, well, if you get a hold of it, you better fucking pull from it. I'm like, yeah, I will, asshole. And so I um, I took a couple drags and wheezed very hard. 
<laughs> and then I fucking threw it into the into the street, and that was the end of that. Yeah, don't smoke; it's bad for you. Don't smoke, kids, especially if you're trying to sing. Jesus Christ! Or unless you're trying to be Tom Waits, in which case, smoke all the cigarettes. <laughs> like you should have started twenty years ago, and because you because you haven't, you're late. You just shouldn't smoke now. You know that's all we're saying. If you're like. 16, you think about being Tom Waits, now's the perfect time. But otherwise, I wouldn't do it. That being said, if you're 16, you can't buy cigarettes legally, so I wouldn't do it. But, you know, just saying. Just saying. Um, so, yeah. This song, Pretty Alright? Uh, Giving it the Pretty Alright rating? Fuck, dude. <laughs> um... Like trying to remember this shit. <laughs> like, I know I like the second uh-huh. one the most, but it's like this one or the first one. I don't know. Okay. 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 Real quick <laughs> yeah. about the yeah. song. Uh-huh. About the song. Wow. Fucking Justin <laughs> Vernon. Fucking. Uh, oh, doing the doing the the hooks. Bonnie Bear. Yeah, dude. That shit did not work. I didn't really think it worked either. That honestly, fu- it's like you can't have this angry diss track and then like Justin Vernon <laughs> yeah. like, like jacking Ooh. himself off with candles behind him, like <laughs> like for sure, like, whimpering about like not falling. Like it's just like yeah, no. no also, can no. I, can I, can we talk about how the just the rhyme itself didn't work? Because he was like, "I'm not gonna fall on my face." You're like, "Okay." Then he's like, I'm not going to fall on my faith? And you're like, what? Like, Eminem's not really a faith-based dude. And then there was one more rhyme that wasn't face or faith. Oh, I'm not going to fall on my fate. Like, okay. F-A-T-E. Okay, this is the problem. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of problems, but... The guests, like, the featured artists... They're the guest artists. Are not good. They're not very good. And then, like, the beats, the backing tracks are not very good. Yeah, right? Eminem's doing, like, a decent job, but, like, his... A lot of his, like, OG stuff, like... Oh, my God, The music and the beats and the guests were, like, so much better than this. Like, the Beefer Without Me? Holy shit, that thing's a fucking banger. Um... Yeah, yeah, come on, Eminem. Like you, you're the, you're one of the best rappers alive. You got to make a lot of trades. Your team is not cutting it, man. Nah, dude. Like you are, you are literally pulling everything right now. If it wasn't for you, this album, this song, nay, this album with beats alone would have been total garbage. I mean, maybe not garbage, but it would have been music to sleep to for sure. I don't know. I don't know what's up with the production. It's just not... It's not very interesting. That's why we haven't even talked about it this whole episode. And that's weird. I think this is my least favorite song. It's really close, though. Yeah, I could see that. Because, like, elements of the lyrics and performance I liked more than the first one, but... Right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. You know, it's... Again, I think when you bring up the production, it's like, yeah, you're so right. Because, like, Eminem had Dr. Dre, for fuck's sake... Like, one of the best producers ever. Yeah. And now we're just, like, having some... Like, I don't even know who produced this record, but, like, it's not Dre. It's not anybody near his caliber. Like, 
Come on, man. Although, to be, to be fair, I think that a lot of these tracks, too, don't even really have choruses. A lot of them are just straight venom and piss and vinegar, you know? <laughs> like, a lot of them are just straight rage. So, I think if they did have a beat, it might have been more distracting. Maybe yeah. they maybe they needed something more laid back so Eminem could just fucking rip a new asshole into, like, everybody on the nearest block. Yeah. This one had a this one had a hook and a chorus, but it was just bad. But it just wasn't yeah, and the and the first one had a hook and a chorus, and that was also very average. I liked it more than this one. Yeah, but like he's talking about like hopping out the coop and you're like, dude, the, like Eminem doesn't hop out of coops. Eminem like they rolls up to your house in a truck and like t- pulls out a machine gun. People need to make room for him. That's true. They do need to make room. And he does mention getting out of the car and shooting somebody, so that's <laughs> That's pretty much part of the course. Um, all right, so here's the funny thing, Josh. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The last song of the night, <laughs> which is an artist that we have never reviewed on this channel, but I'm so excited that we are now. It is a new Five Seconds of Summer song. I don't know who that is. Oh, I'm so excited. They're, uh, they're a fucking boy band, dude. Okay, it's like One Direction. Yeah. Five Seconds of Summer? Five Seconds of Summer. That's the name of the band. That's the name of the band. How many, are there like five boys in it? Uh, I think there might be four. Okay. Um, You know, consistency. So they each get 1.25 seconds. Uh, Yes, that's correct. 1.25 seconds of summer, that's right. For each of them. Yes. Uh... Scientifically calculated. Uh, yeah. uh, this song is called Young Blood. Let's see what it sounds like. Josh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was gonna have a witty intro for this segment. But I'm just gonna come clean. This song is it's hot garbage. <laughs> Are you trying to sing? Is that is that what's happening? No. Oh no! I mean, I was referring to you as the lead singer of Five Seconds of Summer. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, dude. So here's the thing is it sounded like he was trying to do like what all the other male singer-songwriters were doing except like with a lot more clenching and like a lot more like emphasis on like the beginning of like the that, He's trying to that. squeeze out some poo and then some of the lines he squeezed it out and it was intense. And he's like, there's like some anger because it wasn't as much poo as he wanted. He wanted there to be more poo. Or it was like a, like a, like a, like a painful poo. So he was angry about it because it was like, it was like painful because of how hard he pushed. Like, why does it burn? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's really just your fault because you, you pushed too hard. It's like a metaphor for this song. Well, it's there's like, a lot of like push- shit. There's a lot of pushing and pulling Not in this song, Josh. Shit, yeah. I don't know about the pulling for the shit metaphor, but there's a lot of pushing. So, um, yeah, this this song, man. It was funny though. It was entertaining. So, 
It was entertaining. That's something. It was entertaining, but I'm not going to give it the the courtesy of being called a good song. Yeah. It, it's entertaining in the sense that, like, after that, after that three, the one, two, three punch of Eminem diss tracks, it was kind of hilarious to hear, like, you know, just a nice standard electro pop song. Um, also, these guys supposedly used to be a pop punk band, but they were a pop punk band in 2014, which basically means they were an electro rock band. So. Because pop punk in this day and era doesn't really mean anything, unfortunately. Okay. I'm going to look something up just to see how depressing the world is. Uh-oh. Wait. I'm scared. What are you looking up? Look at how many streams this song has. Oh, dude. It has easily, like, over 50 million. I already looked. What's it called again? It's called uh, Young Blood. Young Blood. All one word. Look it up. Young Blood by... Five seconds By 1.25 seconds a summer That's right I think it had like 54 million Something like that Possibly more Damn Probably more It's a It's really a staggering amount I don't even know how long this song has been out for And this is number What like 10 or 11 in the In the billboard charts That's number 13 Holy shit how many streams does it have? 338 million. 300 million? God damn. That's a lot of that's a lot of streams for uh <laughs> for a song with that much pushing and pulling. Okay, whatever. Damn. I mean, 5 Seconds of Summer has a pretty big fan base, so that's understandable. I suppose. Just purely by numbers. Um. Not, not based on the song though. I mean, what do we say about this song? The production was just a lot of whoops. Um, it's forgettable. It's so forgettable. So forgettable. Um, there weren't even there weren't any real instruments. You could have subbed this in for any singer songwriter, and it would have been fine. But this is a band, so I find it surprising that it wasn't just given to like you know, the Poothmeister, or. Sam Hunt or re- literally anybody else and they would have been fine with this song this is so bad it's really bad it's uh this is the world we live in Seth it's preposterously bad <laughs> it's the world we, we live in a world where human beings stream this for at least 30 seconds 338 million times that is that is an unbelievable amount of times. If anyone did anything else 300 million times, the world would be a super different place. If anyone, like, built 300 million, I don't know, like, grain shops, <laughs> you know? You know? Civilization too. you know? Mm-hmm. If they built, like... Like 300 million grades. Wait, Civ 2? Yeah, dude. I've, I've never played that oh, one. Oh, what? You called it Civ 2, which means you're lying and you've definitely played it. Because no. no one calls it Civ 2 that hasn't played it. I've only played Civ 5. Uh, okay, but you've played a Civ game. Yeah, Civ 5 is great. Okay, well then you basically know Civ 2. It's just a lackluster graphics version of Civ 5. What I'm trying to Civ say 5 is... Civ 5 is like an incredible game. Oh, it's it's breathtaking. 
I I agree. I've not played it in like almost a year. It's probably good for you because, because I remember the spiral yeah. of going into that. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, it's a dark, deep abyss. It is from from whence few return. But yeah, but goddamn. Anyway, could you imagine <laughs> three hundred million grain silos being built? Fucking end world hunger in like like a second, dude. Three hundred million of anything else would change the world, but instead, who's behind this five SOS? <laughs> well, Josh, um, I would refer you to their Wikipedia page, which has uh, pictures of the band as well as uh, their names, possible birthdays, and blood types. It has all their Instagram handle or all their social media handles, which I find very impressive. And honestly, I'm a little bit jealous. I didn't think of that myself. Think of what? Of Wikipedia entries with your with your social media handles. Shit's brilliant. They toured with One Direction. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes all the sense. They're on Capitol Records. They're on Capitol Records, goddamn. What else? They're all under, like, 25, probably. Or maybe not now, actually. That's a good question. So much deader. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were looking up fun 5SOS facts, Josh. There's nothing fun about them. They're from Australia. Hey, Australia is pretty were, fun, okay? They were YouTube celebrities. Oh, God. Because they covered songs. Uh-huh. And they wrote their own songs, and then they toured with One Direction. They didn't write their own songs. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> That's a joke. They had quote-unquote original songs, end quote. Wait, I said end quote already. Anyway. Yeah, they definitely didn't write their own songs. Damn. Okay, well, um, I think our... Do you want to do rankings? I feel like our rankings for this evening are going to be pretty easy, actually. Yeah, why don't you start? I start? Okay. I'm going to say... Um, the Ringer is number one. Uh, it just had snappier bars. It was more biting, but wasn't overly cheesy. Didn't outstay its welcome. So I put that as number one. Number two, I think, is the first one we heard with Joyner Lucas. It was good, but it was kind of, kind of get off my lawn, kids sort of vibe. Uh, and Joyner Lucas's uh, inclusion was entirely unnecessary. So I put that as number two. Okay. Number three was definitely um, the. F- Fall, or just Fall, I think it's what it's called. <laughs> the Fall would be way more dramatic. Um, that was number three, because I could honestly, like, barely remember it after I heard it. There was just a lot of disses, a lot of awesome one-liners. But, you know, like, production-wise, even even with the standard that had been set, I just couldn't remember it that well. Um, and then number four, we have 1.5, 1.25 seconds of summer. Seconds of summer. Which is not a lot of seconds, and that's about how long my interest was in this song. So, shots fired. Oh snap! Oh snap! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm applauding myself, guys. God damn. (laughs) Anyway, that's me, Josh. What about you? Okay, I'm gonna give my rankings, but 
Okay. When we do our 40th episode, uh huh. One of us is gonna have to puke. <laughs> like, not that we're going to, it's like we're gonna have to. One of us has to puke. Okay. One of us has to be so shit faced that we puke. Who do you think that would be? I feel like that would probably be me, because I, I can't no. even imagine you puking. No, I think it'd be me. I, I likewise cannot imagine you puking. Okay. Well, I feel really happy knowing that. Yeah. You can't imagine me puking. I can't imagine that. Like, I haven't puked from alcohol that often. I think maybe twice in my life. So, okay, it's a rarity for sure. I was joking. Neither of us will puke. <laughs> you bet your ass we're not gonna puke. But we will be shit faced. Yes, that's um, true. And we'll be recording the whole thing. So it's yeah. just, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the best. It'll be terrible. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. great, dude. We're gonna be in front it's of a live be, studio yeah. audience. It's gonna be great. Yeah. We're gonna sign so many autographs. Um, so many autographs on so much skin. That's <laughs> what's yeah. Um, anyway, so many palms. <laughs> oh oh, if only, if only. Um, <laughs> my rankings are identical. Really? Yeah, oh, I, that's hilarious. I feel like it's a little rare that it happens, but it, t- today is the day. Today just it was just too clear cut. I have nothing to add. Like, <laughs> okay. I can't add any more. Like, the reasoning is pretty much the same. Okay. And, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to get to episode 40. Uh, well, don't worry, Josh. We're on episode 34 now. That means only six so, more. <laughs> yeah. And then possibly, you know, possibly a couple retro reviews in the, in between there. Um, don't worry, Oregon. We're coming for you. We'll, we'll find a site. I don't even know where we're going to be. Oh, but we're coming for you. Oh, yeah. With um, 40s in hand. <laughs> we're coming for you. Dude, 40s, you... 40s in one hand. You, okay. you know that when we do the 40th episode, we're literally going to go to the 7-Eleven, like, down the street from my house, and we're just going to oh buy God. the 40s there. That sounds so beautiful. <laughs> It's going to be a beautiful thing. I just can't wait for um, you to go to Oregon, dude. But so, so when, okay, 40th episode will be, that'll just be like top 40 music, but the first episode of the season, we're, it's not going to be, uh, you know, it'll be the first episode of a new season is what I'm getting at. Oh, so you want us to do top and bottom of this season, and then the new season of ep- of season or the new episode of season five? You want us to do in Oregon? That's what you're saying. That's what I'm not sure about. Like, is episode forty the conclusion of this season, or is it the start of the next season? Episode forty is the conclusion of this season. Okay, for sure. Okay, so episode forty is the top and bottom of this season. Uh, episode forty would technically be the last. The last review episode, and then after oh. after that, we do top and bottom. So what we could do is we could do uh, we could do fucking both of them in Oregon, or we could just choose to do one or the other. Uh, I don't care, but we could talk about that. We could pull people, see what we think about it. Okay, uh, we will figure this out. Don't worry. Yeah, when we're not as inebriated, we'll figure it out. But we'll be in Oregon. Episode forty will happen drunkenness will occur. Oh, yeah. It's going to hit like a tornado. It's going to be great. Um, in the meantime, y'all are the best. Thanks for sticking with us. 
through this episode of lots of intense discussions followed by lots of intense laughter. Um, y'all the best. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been Seth. Josh. And you guys. So, uh, thanks. And uh, hope you're having a lovely day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.